The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello and welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work. Today we're talking about one of the most common work traps that there is, and that is the toxic work environment. I'm going to cover all all of the range of toxic work environments. I'm going to talk about my own personal experience, and then I'm going to flip it over. And I'm going to talk about the energetic and the spiritual path of what this means for you and why you need to do very specific things about it in order to have it be what it's supposed to be for you. And I know that might start to sound strange, If you've been following my work, thank you. (laughs) If you're new to my work and to this radio show, welcome. Inside of each of us, actually permeating through our physical body and from, from the physical body out around us, we have an energetic being. I call it our soul. If you're a physicist, you might call it an energy body. You might call it our connection with the quantum field. You see, all of the physical cells of our body are vibrating at a very fast rate that we cannot perceive. This vibrational rate is beyond our ability to sense it, so therefore it seems like solid mass. Just like an ice cube seems like a solid mass of water, and we know from elementary science that that ice cube is two hydrogen molecules and one oxygen molecule. When you talk to a physicist, they will tell you that those hydrogen molecules and oxygen molecules are in a cloud of vibrational, let's use the word dust. It's a vibrational space that they're hanging out in and those hydrogen molecules and oxygen molecules don't ever, ever exist in one space, in one place. They don't ever stop vibrating. Even as ice, those hydrogen and oxygen molecules are still vibrating. They have to. (laughs) That's the way that atomic molecular structures exist in the world as vibrational entities. And when we go into our body where there's cells and organs and DNA strands, et cetera, all of that is vibrating. Even though it seems solid, it is vibrating. The desk, the microphone, the computer, all made of molecules. You see, we're vibrational beings, and because we have physical senses, touch, taste, smell, sight, hearing, we are uh convinced that that's all that we are we are convinced that we are only physical beings because we get that sensory input all the time 
And let's face it, we have to eat and brush our teeth and sleep and make our beds and go to work and shuffle papers and pick up a phone and stuff like that that's physical. So we think that that's what we're living in. It's a mirage of how we exist in this planet, on this planet, in this physical domain. We appear to be three-dimensional bodies, but there's really a fourth dimension, a fifth dimension, a sixth dimension. Now, Mo, what does this have to do with a toxic work environment? Well, well, well. Here's where it gets interesting. Your thoughts, even though they don't seem like they're physical, they actually have a vibrational frequency. And your feelings have even a stronger vibrational frequency. It's as if your thoughts are like an electrical current and your feelings are a magnetic pull. So when you have thoughts and feelings all day long, which of course you do, uh, some scientists tell us that we have 60,000 independent thoughts a day, and most of us are thinking the same 59,000 thoughts that we had the same day yesterday and today, and we'll have them tomorrow. So our thought energy is basically the same day in and day out. Unless you're on a very, very active transformational journey and you're really doing a lot to shift that thought energy, you're more than likely shooting out the same thought energy every single day, day in and day out. The same energy, day in and day out. You getting me on that? And because of those thoughts, you have natural feeling patterns associated with those thoughts and that feeling magnetic energy that is emanating from you is the same as well. So what happens is that we have a thought feeling vibrational attractor pattern into this energy field in which we live that you can't see. You can't really make sense of because it doesn't seem like there's anything out there. It seems like all of our experiences are in here because that's how we experience the energy field in which we live. We experience it in and through our body. Every experience you have happens through your body. Every single experience that you have happens because you have a body. The thoughts that you have happen because they travel eventually through your neuros, ner nervous system, through your brain, and through your nerve uh, endings and create a physical sensation that alerts you that something's going on. And you've learned how to translate those sensations, those thoughts, into words, pictures sometimes, and into language. You know, that energy field doesn't speak English. It doesn't speak Spanish. It doesn't speak French. Whatever you have learned, language-wise, to interpret those sensations, you are turning into your language. So that's the opening. So now that we are aware that we are vibrational beings having a physical experience, 
and translating that energy vibration out there into something in here, we now can understand how we relate as human beings to one another, etc. Here's the thing. If you happen to be in a toxic work environment, if you happen to have a toxic coworker or a toxic boss, that's a real big problem for you, isn't it? Because that environment or those people, them out there, are causing you to have negative feelings that are causing you to not feel good. And that toxicity, the reason why we use that word, is that it happens over a period of time. So if we have a poisonous or injurious thing that happens over time, we call it toxic. And if we're living in a toxic soup, we're putting out thought-feeling energy that is focused on that toxicity, that is energizing that toxicity, and it's actually creating more of what we're focusing on. So if you're in a toxic work environment or you have a toxic boss or coworker, every single time you think about your work, you are energizing that thought-feeling energy of toxicity, of anger, frustration, uh, despair, revenge, whatever those words are that match up with your thought-feeling energy every time you think about your work, if you're in one of those environments, you are magnetizing yourself into more of that because that's how it works. As physical beings, when we throw out our thought-feeling energy into that energetic world, we are creating more of what we are thought-feeling. So if you are in a toxic environment, maybe you just happen to show up somewhere at work and get a new boss, and perhaps this boss is just absolutely horrible. Hmm. Now what do you do? I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this type of boss. Why am I getting this type of boss? So you begin on the path of crafting an increased attractor pattern around that new boss. You just happen to have this new boss. This is who they are. Boom. What did I do to deserve this? Nothing. But here is where I'm going to twist the table on you. I'm going to suggest for you that that toxic boss, brand new on the scene, is there to help you with something. What? How can they be helping you with something? They're a jerk. That old boss that I had was helpful. That old boss listened to me and appreciated my work and how smart I am. This new boss isn't doing that, Mo. How in the world is this helping me? All it's doing is putting an obstacle. All it's doing is creating negative energy for me. All it's doing is bringing me down. All it's doing is changing my mood. All it's doing is telling me that work sucks. Hold on a minute. And I'm going to go back to that topic. But first I want to talk about what toxic attractor pattern and thought-feeling energy does inside the body. Because it's important to understand how bad this is you to stay in these types of situations and to have this type of energy persist. 
you may know how bad it is, but I want to really, really, really get you into the truth of this. You have negative experiences in life in order to grow. That's it. Every obstacle, everything you've had to come through, which by the way, you've come through it all. Just check your, check your docket on that. You've come through everything. Maybe right now you're actually in something that you're moving through. You're coming through it. You are. Just take a look at all those other things that you came through. I'm just going to throw you out a list of my things for a second. I came through moving, I think it was five times as a, as a little girl. My dad was a pretty successful executive and we moved a lot as a little girl. I had to change school in first grade, second grade, third grade, sixth grade. And then I moved uh, again with my parents right after high school graduation. So all the fun after high school, I couldn't participate in with my high school friends because we moved uh, up to New York State. I got through all that. Changing friends, changing schools, growing up Catholic, it meant different school uniforms. Sometimes we went to a new school. We didn't have the uniform. So mom had to put us in white blouses and navy blue skirts until the uniforms got ordered and, and, and delivered to us. I was an oddball because of that. Laughed at as the new kid. Sometimes we went to schools and they spoke a little bit differently because my accent in New York was different how they talked in Michigan, which was different how they talked in Pennsylvania. Laughed at, made fun of. I got through all that. That was cool. And when I showed up at college, I felt like I couldn't dress myself almost because I grew up wearing uniforms. So when I had free reign of what I wanted to wear, I felt kind of awkward about what I was wearing. I was a little bit of a nerdy kid. I was 17 when I went to college, a little socially awkward. I got through all that. Matter of fact, I was a student leader. And I, I emerged as wanting to be something and do something and, and I felt the pull for that. I got through college. I graduated. I was an honor student. I was class president. I was picked on for being a student leader and who do I think I am and stuff like that. I got through that. Then I get into nursing as a young nurse and I had patients die on me. I made mistakes as a nurse. I gave the wrong medicine to patients a few times. I got yelled at. By doctors, I got yelled at by my colleagues. All of this I got through. Then I decided to go into management and I managed people who were older than me and they told me I had no business telling them what to do. And I had bosses that told me stuff to do and I couldn't do it all and I had to do it anyway. And I was over my head sometimes and frustrated and got through all of that. And then I got promoted and I got different jobs and one time I got a really nice promotion and a really nice healthy raise and I went out with my best friend for dinner to celebrate and I told her about my promotion. I told her how much money I was making now and she literally walked out of dinner on me. I never saw her again. So best friend abandoning me because I had this little success blip. That felt really awful. I got through that. I've had bosses who have belittled me because I was a woman, made fun of me for this or that. 
I had coworkers who did the same. I had plenty of coworkers and bosses who cared about me and lifted me up and wanted me to do good. But of course, we remember the negative stuff because we have a negative bias inherent in our, how our brain is wired. I got through all of that. I advanced my career. I moved myself from one city to the next, went into new companies, did things for the first time, stood up in front of meetings and, and audiences for the first time, scared and nervous, and am I really the right person to be sharing this and saying this, and just did it anyway and got through all of that. I got breast cancer two months on a new job and felt really bad about that and thought maybe they'd fire me. They didn't. They treated me really well. I got through all of that. I had coworkers who totally loved on me. I got passed over for promotions. I got through all of that. Finally, in my last job, I was a total awesome rock star. Felt really super great about that. But there was a lot of adversity there. There were toxic bosses. There were people who tried to undermine me and second-guess me and topple me over. And I got through all that. When I retired from my healthcare career almost six years ago now, I had no idea how I was going to do this coaching thing and figured it out, got through all that. I spent a lot of money figuring it out. A lot of people criticized me for that decision. I got through all of that. You see, all of our lives are a series of events and people who show up in our lives, on our journey, on this incredible walk through life. And on the surface, it seems like, what the heck? Inside our, our, our little soul self who just wants to be loved is walking along this journey, getting smacked in the face over and over again. And sometimes it's a toxic boss. Sometimes it's a toxic coworker. All of those people are humans and hurt and injured themselves. They don't know a better way to operate. Otherwise, they would do it. But they come along on our path, and they screw up our life. And that gets upsetting. And if we hang out too long in that upsetting piece of the journey, it's going to tear us down. It's going to pull us down. It's going to bring us into the lowest vibrational sense of self. And we're going to start questioning who we are and what we're all about. You see, if we let toxic situations persist too long, we get disease. We begin to question the very nature of who we are. We begin to question our creator oftentimes. We even wonder, what is this life all about if this is just a series of toxic and unfortunate situations and negative people? And why can't humans just get along? And why can't we just be nice to each other? Why can't everyone work as hard as me? What's wrong with people? How come people flake out and have personal experiences that just completely take them out of the game and you wanted to have them be successful and then they just lose it? As a young student in college studying, studying nursing and all the science around what we had to study for nursing, I often thought to myself, wow, it's really amazing. We have trillions of cells in our body and gosh when we're living life and things kind of are going okay that's almost a miracle it's almost a miracle that most of the time our bodies are functioning most of the time when you drive to point a and point b it goes pretty well 
most of the time, you're able to write the report and get the information that you need. But we're wired to protect ourselves from dying, the primitive brain. And so it has a bias toward negativity because it's trying to protect us from being killed. So when we have a negative situation at work, we really dive into it because it hurts us and we want to protect ourselves. So we do the very thing that actually hurts us. And that is we focus on it. Now, when my best friend walked out of dinner when I told her how much money I was making with my new pr promotion, I was hurt. I felt abandoned. I felt disrespected. I felt unloved. I felt I was surprised and shocked. I'm sure at some point I was so angry at her. Confused, overwhelmed. Is this what success is going to do for me? Is it going to piss off my friends? Is it going to alienate me from people? Well, if that's the case, I don't want success. And so many people I've coached through their next levels of success have similar experiences, if not directly, then indirectly. I can tell you I have so many clients who have experiences of their mother or father working so hard that they were miserable at home, complaining about work, complaining about their bosses, complaining about all sorts of things. So as young people in that family environment, of course they got the thought-feeling template and the conditioning that success is horrible, that bosses are horrible. So I don't ever want that boss thing next to my name. Bosses are horrible people. Look what they did to my parents. Work is a horrible thing. Look what it turned my mother into someone who was angry all the time and she couldn't love me and play with me and pay attention to me. Look what it did to dad. So we have all of this thought, feeling, energy that has created a reality inside of us, sometimes not even known to our conscious brain, deep inside. And when I start working with my clients, they have these aha moments of understanding their resistance to success and being uh, uh, up-leveling their work and their careers. Their resistance is what they saw as young people or what they have come to believe through their thought-feeling habits that they didn't even know existed. When you're, when you're young, you're receiving all that programming without a filter. It's all just getting dumped into that energy body and that thought-feeling energy. You're getting programmed and conditioned for life. It's changeable, and you can move through it, but only if you have intentionality around that. Most people are stopped because their conditioning and programming in their nervous system and in their energy body seems to be permanent and they get, can't get past it. But what happens is when you get to be in your mid to late 30s and into your 40s and 50s, the pain of what that has cost you far exceeds the feelings of it being normal. The pain of living in a toxic environment or or allowing toxicity for years or decades finally adds up. 
I had breast cancer almost 12 years ago now. And that was a big wake-up call for me that I was living in a series of lies and self-worth that were literally poisoning my body. I worked hard to work over it. I ignored it. I knew I was one of the only women in the room for many management meetings. I knew that as a nurse, I had a disadvantage over the doctors. I knew all of this stuff because so many people told it to me, told it to me in emotional tones, drilled it into me, made me feel a certain way that I didn't like to feel. So I had to repress it because I didn't want to feel that way. So when other human beings with more power, parents, bosses, even some coworkers, when they tell us things and hit our shame and our guilt and our fear and some of the energetic patterns that don't feel good, we are inclined as human beings to repress it. I didn't want to feel shame every day. I wanted to work hard and be successful and make more money and have cooler cars and live in houses that were more comfortable. I wanted more in life, so I went for it. Underneath all of that was a layer of self-inflicted conditioning and toxicity that I was living with. And it was so repressed, I didn't know it was there. It was so much a part of my experience, I thought it was normal. I thought it was normal to have feelings of feeling bad about myself and then overworking to compensate for that and being extra special good and proving my worth by doing great work and saying the smartest things in meetings and having the coolest reports and having all the answers. I thought that was going to overcome that inner feeling of shame and guilt and fear and insecurity and self-worth that I was battling against underneath all of the surface, inside, deep so far down that I didn't even really know it was going on, but there was like this, this circus of feelings that was causing me to have toxic thought-feeling energy bamming up against my body all the time. I'll talk to you more about why that ended up being a good thing after the break. This is Coach Mo Fall. You can find me at MoFall. Com. I'll be right back. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. So now that we just went through an inventory of all the things that came crashing through on my journey along the way, and I'm sure you have similar stories and experiences in your journey along the way, I, of course, hashed out um, mostly professional experiences but they all had a, an impact to me as a person, as a human, as a soul on this planet. We could, of course, add layers of the physical experiences, the 
relationship experiences, the family experiences, etc. To say nothing of the fact that we have animals who move in and out of our lives, changes with houses and cars and all sorts of things that move in and out of our lives. All of these things have emotional responses and uh, attachments, energy attached to them, which can sometimes turn into toxic issues, depending on how we interpret them. The thing is, we're built in such a way to interpret change as negative, to interpret new as threatening. We're built that way. From a nervous system perspective, we're built that way. Now, you can resist that and reframe and turn it into something else and begin interpreting the world differently, but our natural inclination is to interpret anything that is new or different as a negative experience. And if we choose to go into default mode of how we are wired as a primitive human, we're going to be living, filtering life through those negative lenses. And what happens is that that gets repressed because we don't like feeling negative or else we blow it up and expand it by telling a hundred people about how horrible this and that is. And we create another negative attractor pattern that is well larger than that experience. Here's the thing. All of it is for our expansion. All of our life experiences are for us to expand into the higher conscious soulful being that we are meant to be, that we were ordained to be when we were born on this planet. I'd be happy to take your calls and talk about perhaps what your toxic experiences are, help you navigate them or give you techniques, tools, etc., to help you navigate them. Again, that number to call in is 816-251-3555. And I'd be happy to coach you online and uh, work you through some of the difficulties that may be on your journey. If you're interested in learning more about my work, please go right ahead to my mofall.com slash masterclass, and you can attend my five shifts webinar where I talk about the five shifts that you have to make to bring your soul to work and to up level, grab your dream job. Super simple stuff. I explained that webinar and so many people who have seen it, there's been thousands who have seen that webinar that I did. Um, really talk about how it really has related to them. So come prepared to take notes. Again, that's mofall.com slash masterclass. And if you want to really get going on your career and really sort things out and understand how that tick toxicity or bad boss, or perhaps you've been fired or laid off and haven't quite gotten back on track, perhaps there's something we can help you get some clarity on, on a free career clarity call. And you can book yourself with one of those free career clarity calls with my team at mofall.com slash give me clarity. Any of those two resources for you to help you move forward on your way to your fullest expression of who you are and not to let these toxic situations or environments win. You see, as a soulful being on this human plane, we are meant to expand our consciousness. We are meant to expand our soul's energy. And when we are not doing that, our soul keeps banging on the door. Hello? 
Hello. Can't we expand, please? That's what we're here to do. It's going to get your attention in any way that it can. Your soul has a language. Again, it's not English or Spanish or French or any spoken language. It's a language of feelings. So when your soul is not expanding and getting what it needs, it's going to send some feels your way. And those feels may not be good feels right away because it's trying to get your attention to solve an inconsistency. The inconsistencies that you have harbored about how you're not worth something, how you're not going to get ahead, how life is unfair, how life sucks and then you die and work is work. And that's why it's called work. It's supposed to be miserable. All of those are inconsistent with what your soul's domain is all about. So those inconsistencies feel like pain. Feel like discomfort in your body. Eventually they turn into disease. When you're not listening, you will eventually have physical ailments that will show up again, trying to get your attention. And what you might do is take pills to get rid of that disease or to treat it or ameliorate it in some way. That is not taking the message. Because we're only treating and looking at the physical thing, we're missing the point. Your job as a soul on this planet is to expand your soul and your consciousness, one in the same. Your job is to weave through all of the things that get crashed down in front of you on your journey and to take those and expand through them, not to be crushed by them, not to repress the feelings that you have, but to take those feelings and go, uh-uh, I'm going to feel this feeling and I'm going to move through it like a soulful warrior would, like getting an arrow thrown into you and just ripping it out and looking at it defiantly and saying, no, that's not consistent with my soul's journey. I'm not going to accept it. When you know the truth of your soul, when you feel obliged to honor and answer your soul over the toxicity, over the naysayers, over the ones who have passed you over or fired you, when your soul gets the priority you will finally get on your warrior's journey. When your soul does not have priority, you will listen to the naysayers. You will allow the negative, toxic programming to win, and you will feel defeated. Here's the great news. Your creator, the divine essence within you that is in our entire energy field, is going to keep knocking. Your divine partner is still keeping an eye out for you. That's why you feel a tug towards something greater. That's why you feel this inner inkling that there's something wrong with this. That's why you feel a sense of, but I have all this education experience. Why am I not further along? Why is my paycheck not grown? Why don't I get appreciated by my coworkers? What is going on? 
Well, what's going on is that the toxic buildup has won and your soul is losing because you've put the toxic buildup as your priority. I know you didn't mean to, but that's what's happened. You had one negative experience and you expanded it by telling all sorts of people and believing it and making it a permanent part of the energetic record. You see, I'm not good enough. You see, I'll never get ahead. You see, because I'm a woman in a man's world, that'll never happen for me. You see, bosses are jerks, and I'm not a jerk, so I'll never be a boss. And we begin to believe all of those lies and negativity because we don't know a different way. And that negativity, that toxic stuff that comes our way so that we can move through it becomes the exact thing that stops us. And so your soul that keeps shouting out to you to get attention doesn't get priority because you have believed the lies, you have invested in those lies, you have committed in that reality, and you are not committed to the reality of your soul and your faith. Yep, that's true. When you let negativity win, you are not in faith. When you let a, tox a toxic situation define you, when you stay in that, you are not committed to your soul or your faith. You are not honoring the biggest priority of your life, which is your soul. That's what you're here for, to expand your soul. So what are you doing allowing yourself to be in a prison, in a cage of toxicity? Well, Mo, this is the only job where I can work from home on Fridays. Not true. Well, Mo, I've been here 15 years and... Since I have two small kids, I, I can take them to the dentist and their doctor's appointments when I want to. Okay, not the only job you can do that with. Well, Mo, um, you know, I got divorced and this was the only job I could get. And um, they were really nice to me 10 years ago. And so I think I should stay here because they were really nice to me 10 years ago. Yeah, but you haven't gotten a raise. They haven't promoted you. They're doing nothing to encourage your growth and development. Your soul is screaming out for help. You're bathed in toxic feelings about yourself. You think that you're not as worth as you are. You're not giving yourself the benefit of a pay increase. Most of the women I talk to on our clarity calls are at least 20, 30, 40, $50,000 underpaid for what they bring to the table. That's not honoring anyone. That's not honoring any future. That's not honoring the soul. It's not honoring the self. It's not honoring what your bank account deserves. It's not honoring what your future deserves. It's not honoring the car that you need to replace. It's not honoring what your kids want. It's not honoring anything. Truthfully, settling for something less than what you're worth is the biggest sin that you could inflict on yourself and on those who love you. And I know you might be thinking there's no way out, but there is. There is a way out. And there's hope and shiny, beaming, gleaming opportunity for you. Every single soul on this planet who feels less than Every single human being walking on this planet who's letting the toxic life that they've experienced, if you let that win, I can guarantee you that there's something more for you.
when you move through that and learn how to overcome it. Don't let toxicity win or rule your life. You will surely have less of a life than you deserve if you allow that to happen. I work with women at all points in their professions. I work with some women who are senior VPs, VPs, C-suite. They've been around the block. And they're carrying the same negative self-impression that I was for so many years. They're carrying that baggage wherever they go. So they're miserable at the soul level. And they're no longer happy with their lives. They're no longer doing the things that make them happy. They're no longer hanging out with friends that bring them joy and excitement and experiences. Sometimes they're escaping through a little bit too much wine at night, isolating themselves, Netflix binging. Hey, there's nothing wrong with some good shows on Netflix. When it's your defense mechanism and your escape route, and you know it, it's a problem. Toxic work environments do not need to be your normal. As a matter of fact, they are the exact thing that is trying to provoke you to take up the commitment for a greater life and a greater soul's journey. It is exactly the thing that the universe creates for you so that you can wake up. That toxic boss is your messenger because you're not listening to anything else. So your universal partner has got to put something a little bit more dramatic in front of you to get your attention. Please don't make it breast cancer. That's what I eventually needed to really get my soul lifted back up and to resurrect the best parts of me. Now, I didn't really need breast cancer to do that, but that's what came my way because I wasn't listening to the other stuff. And you know what? I had a coach for years, but I didn't get deep enough into my soul. And I have so many women who come into my workshop or jump on a clarity call with me and they say, I've read all the books, Mo, and I'm still don't know what's not happening for me. I've had coaches before. I've done workshops. I've gone to conferences and I'm still stuck in the same pattern. If you're still stuck in the same pattern, it's because you haven't broken through and your soul hasn't risen above that pattern. You have got to light up your soul so that energetically your soul is the dominant energy guiding your life. It's the only answer to living a happy life because your toxicity will win if you don't do the things you need to do to have your soul be the dominant energy guiding your life. And I'm happy to say I've seen hundreds of women get that done in the work that we do. It's not easy because that toxic conditioning from all the bosses and all the experiences and friends who walked out at you at dinner when you got a promotion and whatever else you've been taught and told, all of that toxic conditioning that has been running your machine pretty darn strong. Decades and decades of it getting encoded in your nervous system and in your soul, it feels like it is freaking permanent. One of the answers to resurrecting your soul and having your soul be your dominant guiding energy, which is your divine self, 
which is really bringing faith back that you're connected to a greater thing, feels like selfishness. The best thing that you can do to bring that back, to resurrect you, feels like selfishness. And if you're like most women I work with, you were taught from a very young age not to be selfish. Share your doll with everyone. Make sure everyone gets a piece of your birthday cake before you do. Don't prance around in that fancy dress. You'll ruin it. Other girls will be unhappy if you have a nice dress. Come on, you know it's true. You know that those well-meaning adults who helped you come into who you are today shared a lot of their insecurities with you. They were really trying to protect you from getting hurt, but what they actually did was killed your soul. They didn't know. They didn't know. They really didn't. The story of Christ dying on the cross, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. You have to resurrect that divine body inside of you in order to have the life, the career, the relationship, to be the parent, the daughter, the son, the wife, the mother, the coworker that you really want to be. And your soul keeps cheering you on, even if it's a dim cheer because it's been so covered up for so many decades. It's still cheering you on. It wants you to succeed, which means it wants to be brighter. That soul of yours is the most eager, excited piece inside of you, and it wants better. It wants freedom. I have a woman in my workshop right now, very high-level executive woman, best MBA program on the planet Earth. She's in a situation where she's been stuck into too small of a box and she hasn't known how to get out of it. So what she's been doing is living inside of it, punishing herself for having made a bad decision, punishing herself for not being heard, punishing herself for not being as smart as she thought she was, doubting herself every single minute of every single day and feeling like crap. And when she and I had her clarity call, we had a conversation about how it can change. And she told me she's been through everything else herself and she knows all the cliches and buzzwords and all the techniques. Okay, perhaps you know them all, but your soul hasn't risen up. I don't care what you know intellectually. It doesn't matter what you know intellectually. Your soul is not shining bright. So I had to help her get out of her head, help her get out of overthinking to protect herself. She's been injured in her soul for a while. So all the things I coached her and showed her how to do seem like selfishness, seem like the exact wrong thing that she was raised about. It conflicts. So I had to coach her through that conflict to help raise her soul's vibration up. Oh, and then she has one experience of feeling awesome and excited. Then she shows up with a 
direct report on a conversation that she feels great about. So she has these isolated experiences of feeling awesome and great. But the majority of her personal experience is back to that toxic sense of self. So it's kind of winning most days, but she has this pop-out moment every now and then. And then she starts wondering why she can't have more of those moments, what's wrong with her, that she's not able to do this more. And of course, I have to coach her through that because there's that layer of self-doubt that keeps popping up. You see, you're not really good enough for this. You see, you're not really able to do this. You see, that was just temporary. You see, you're not really that good because it was just one time. And I asked her to give herself the commitment to just keep practicing that, even though it feels selfish. A lot of women I work with are so emotionally connected to their work and to the relationships they have at work when it's negative or toxic. They are so confused. And I have them pull away emotionally, care less. I call it donating blood. Stop donating blood at work. Well, what do you mean? I want to care about my work. I want to have that experience. Well, you're not having it, so don't do it. So pull away emotionally, pull away, pull away. Stop giving so much. Stop adding to the toxic soup that is drowning you and pull away a bit of the toxicity. Pull away a bit of the self-worth that you keep enhancing every day. They don't like me. I'm never going to get ahead. Stop that replay and pull away emotionally. And now do some things that are going to be a little bit selfish feeling so that you can bring your soul back to life. And then you'll have more moments of your soul shining and you'll see who you really are. And when you see who you really are, you're going to look at that reflection and go, yeah, that is who I am. Yes, that is me. And then you're going to see yourself and your soul's going to get bright and shiny and happy. And your soul's going to say, yay, you, you got it. And then the toxic's going to win another day, and you're going to, oh, man. And then you're going to see your soul again going, yeah, that's me. And the more you can practice your soul coming to life and bringing that up, the better your days are going to get. The less often you let toxicity win, and when you practice that day in and day out, you're starting to melt away the decades of all of that toxicity. It doesn't happen overnight. I work with women in a 12-week transformative workshop. We get a lot done in 12 weeks to bring that soul back to life. I have women who've not been employed for sometimes years get back into that level of employment that they were used to after that long of a period of time of feeling crappy, getting back into their awesomeness, being able to articulate it, looking at their resume and feeling like a million bucks. But if they don't feel like a million bucks and they got a great resume, it's not going to happen because they're inconsistent and incongruent. Your soul has got to be the dominant energy of who you are and how you show up in the world. And when it's not, your life is not what it's meant to be. And you're going to be miserable at some layer in some dimension. And most people are letting their toxic experiences win the day. Don't let that be you. You've got to bring your soul back to life. And then when you do that and you bring your soul to work, life changes forever. Hundreds of women I've worked with have gotten this equation and have practiced it over the 12 weeks in my workshop and have changed their lives forever. They're better moms, coworkers, 
their careers finally in that gear that they were hoping to get into. Don't let toxicity win the day for you. Don't let it win the week or the month. Don't let it win your life. But it's going to if you don't do specific things to help yourself get that soul's energy back up. And if you want to know what some of those specific things are, you can attend my master class free of charge. Just log into mofall.com slash masterclass. And if you want to talk to us directly, you can book a clarity call with us. That's when we basically do a debriefing on what's going on with your career. And we begin to understand with you what we can do to help you. And if you're a right match for the work we do, we'll talk about that. But sometimes it's not that it's not that way. Um, you can book your free career clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. I'm happy to be with you here every single week and talk to you about the spiritual essence of who you are as a human being having this experience on this earth. Do not underestimate the power of your soul to make your life everything that you want it to be. And do not give the toxic elements of your journey the power to tell you who you are. They're only there for you to move through and grow through. Take the lessons and grow your soul and bring your soul to work and have your dream job and your dream life. This is Coach Mo Fall. You can find me at mofall.com and everywhere on social media. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.